Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This morning, income tax relief cuts worth billions to start this week. What else we can expect from tonight's federal budget? COVID cluster at the White House. President Trump's press secretary tests positive. Back to school at last. The surprise new plan for Victorian students. And George Pell's Roman rival in a Vatican scandal claims of bribery and corruption. This is Seven News with Jody Spears. Good morning. The Treasurer will tonight deliver the federal budget, which has been billed as the most important since World War II. Let's go live now to political reporter Olivia Leeming, who's in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. The budget will be all about creating jobs and beating the recession. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, and trying to prevent a whole generation of young people from falling into a vicious cycle of long-term unemployment. The budget set to include a direct wage subsidy for bosses who hire someone who's out of work and under age 35. That's in addition to subsidies already announced for 100,000 new apprentices and trainees. Tonight's plan, designed to create jobs, drive investment through incentives for business and funnel more cash to households, bringing forward the second stage of income tax cuts by two years. They'll be backdated to July to hit pay packets immediately. So anyone earning between $45 and $80,000 will receive $1,100 on $100,000, $1,700 and $120,000, nearly $2,600. The changes to tax thresholds will also increase the 19% ban to $45,000, 32.5% to $120,000, squeezing the 37 percent range and 45 remaining above $180,000. Now there'll be no change to stage three of the tax cuts favouring higher income earners. That's still four years off but pensioners also set to receive two $250 payments before and after Christmas to fuel spending and help revive the economy. Jodie. OK, Olivia, thank you. US President Donald Trump's press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, and two other staff members have tested positive for COVID as the White House cluster grows. Despite the virus spreading there, the president could return to Washington, D.C. today if he's released from Walter Reed Hospital. We'll have all the details live from the US a little later in this bulletin. 
In a surprise announcement, all school students in Melbourne will return to face-to-face -face learning this month. Year 7s will join primary school students back in the classroom from next Monday, while Years 8, 9 and 10 will return on October 26. They'll join VCE, VCAL and regional Victorian pupils who returned yesterday. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. This is certainty about getting back to face-to-face -to -face teaching, uh, which is really important for all of our students. While case numbers continue to track in the right direction, Victorians are being warned the state may not reach its target to get out of lockdown as planned. One cluster of concern to health authorities is an outbreak from a Chadston butcher shop which has spread across 15 suburbs and into regional Victoria. It's now been linked to 24 cases. Seven News can reveal one of those cases had their home robbed last week. There are now fears the four female suspects may be spreading the virus through the community. Meantime, a warning has been issued for shoppers who visited these stores on the following dates to monitor for symptoms and to get tested if they develop. Drinking and dining on footpaths in Sydney could soon be allowed again, with the New South Wales government set to announce some relief for the hospitality industry. News Corp reports venues in the Rocks will be able to expand into alfresco dining by October 26. It's expected the initiative will be rolled out to other areas by the end of the year. While restaurants are opening up, there are fears beaches will have to close this summer. Thousands flocked to the water in Sydney yesterday as temperatures rose, leaving authorities on edge. Most beachgoers did adhere to social distancing rules, but there are concerns current COVID measures won't stop people from crowding the city's beaches in summer. The inquest into the disappearance of William Tyrrell resumes in Sydney today. The three-year-old vanished from his foster grandparents' home at Kendall on the New South Wales Mid-North Coast in September 2014. The hearing, which was adjourned in March due to the pandemic, will run for four days. A senior Catholic cardinal has denied using more than $1 million in Vatican funds to interfere with George Pell's sex abuse trial. It's claimed Italian Cardinal Giovanni Becciu used the stolen money to bribe witnesses in a bid to secure a conviction against his Australian rival. Cardinal Pell, who recently returned to Rome, was freed after 18 months in jail when the High Court quashed his conviction in April. Cardinal Becciu was last month accused by the Vatican of misusing funds. It's not often a member of the British royal family asks to be followed by cameras, but Prince William has done just that for a new documentary about climate change. The future king claims he inherited a love for the outdoors and is dedicated to protecting the planet. He was born into a position of power, a position Prince William is now using to call for action against climate change. You suddenly realise, you know, those extreme events are going to happen more and more in the future. In a new documentary, the royal warns climate change is a threat for everyone, everywhere. Even low-lying Sandringham Estate, where both he and his grandmother, the Queen, have homes. When sea levels rise, it will stay, and you'll lose the wildlife habitats here, you'd lose the farming, you'd lose the communities. It's in everyone's interest that we protect these sorts of areas. We have to get on top of the climate change issue. By speaking out, he follows in the footsteps of his father, Prince Charles, who spent years warning about the impact humans are having on the environment, while his grandfather, the Duke of Edinburgh, raised similar concerns back in 1971. This is what makes conservation such an absolutely vital issue, is that it's now or never. 
Half a century later, his grandson says more needs to be done. A tour of melting glaciers in Pakistan with wife Kate last year is proof, he says, climate change is real. What is going on here is climate change. And we'd love to come and show our children environments yeah. like this. So a passion William inherited from his father and grandfather may be passed to his own children. Angela Cox, 7 News. A manhunt is underway in Geelong, southwest of Melbourne, after a man was shot dead overnight. Emergency services rushed to a home on Boundary Road in Whittington just before 7.30, where they found the victim suffering from a gunshot wound. He died at the scene. Police say they believe the victim knew his attacker. A man is fighting for his life after a random stabbing at a service station on the New South Wales Central Coast. Police are now searching for the attacker who fled the scene at Long Jetty. The 28-year-old victim was stabbed in the shoulder multiple times. He's best known for fighting bad guys in the Avengers franchise, but now Chris Hemsworth is helping fight for one of our country's most threatened mammals. With assistance from the Hollywood star, 11 Tasmanian devils are now calling New South Wales home. We've laid some traps yeah. to catch the devils yeah. and then we're going to release them out into the wild. A red carpet welcome for some history-making Tasmanian devils, among the first seen on mainland Australia in roughly 3,000 years. The devil is the key piece of the puzzle that we're putting back in. I'm going to get today or to the next couple of days to release. Yeah, 10 from in here. Yeah. 20 total. Playing sidekicks, Chris Hemsworth and partner Elsa Pataki helped to release the first of 60 devils into the Aussie Ark Wildlife Sanctuary at Barrington Tops in New South Wales. A semi-wild habitat ideal for breeding, key to bolstering the dwindling and partly diseased devil population in Tasmania. The thing about extinction is that it's permanent. And in our case, it's not an option. Tassie devils, as their name implies, create a sense of fear everywhere they go, which means they'll be helping to manage feral pests, including wild cats and foxes, allowing animals like bandicoots to bury their leaf litter, which makes bushfires less severe. Could be the only natural solution we have to protecting our natives. The devils will have to prove themselves before venturing outside the sanctuary, but with some heroic allies at hand, they may just have a fighting chance. Tom Saker, 7 News. A commercial building in Los Angeles has gone up in flames. Six businesses, including a fabric shop, have been destroyed. Fortunately, no one was inside when the blaze broke out and fire crews managed to stop the inferno from spreading. Italian rescue crews are battling torrential rains and strong winds as they continue to search for survivors following severe storms. Seven bodies have been found in the region straddling the French-Italian border. 21 people are still missing after flash flooding swept away roads and houses. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up, so is the Nasdaq. In London, the FTSE closed higher and Germany's DAX also rose. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher, Hong Kong's Hang Seng rose, the All Lords and the ASX 200 both closed higher last week. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,915 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 41.5 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying just under 72 US cents, around 76 Japanese yen and $1.08 New Zealand. 
Most people only discover a bad smell when they take out their rubbish, but one scientist south of Sydney has stumbled across a new species of spider on a bin in her backyard. The blue-faced critter is understood to be part of the jumping spider family, but its unique colouring hasn't been seen before. It's been sent to Victoria to be studied and hasn't yet received a name. The White House coronavirus cluster has grown, with Donald Trump's press secretary the latest senior aide to test positive for COVID-19. Let's go live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney at Walter Reed Hospital outside Washington, D.C. Ash, this latest development comes just as the president is expected to leave hospital. Good morning, Jodie. We're awaiting an update from the president's physician today as to whether he is well enough to be discharged back to the White House. He's been busy on Twitter this morning, a barrage of tweets urging people to get out and vote. If he is released, he will be returning to a White House in crisis, a growing hotbed of infection with the latest to test positive, his press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany. Uh, this a major blow to Donald Trump's campaign, this growing outbreak uh, of White House officials. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is out on the campaign trail today, saying he'll be happy to debate the president again if given the all clear by doctors. The scientists say that it's safe and the distances are safe, then I think that's fine. I'll do whatever the experts say is the appropriate thing to do. This would be Donald Trump's worst nightmare, to be confined to a hospital or to the White House less than 30 days out from the election and to see Joe Biden out on the campaign trail. He will be hoping for some good news today and to be given the all clear by doctors, but he remains on a cocktail of drugs, Jody. OK, Ash, thank you. Back home now and Labor would win the Queensland election if it was held today, according to a new poll. The Courier-Mail's YouGov poll of 2,000 Queenslanders has Labor leading the LNP 52 to 48 on a two-party preferred basis. It puts the state's Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk on track to claim a third term. The election will be formally called this morning with a vote to be held at the end of the month. Police have made a public appeal in the search for a federal circuit court judge missing near bushland in Brisbane's west. Judge Guy Andrew, who was moved from Townsville to Brisbane last month due to conduct concerns, hasn't been seen in more than 24 hours. His car was found near Mount Cutha on Sunday afternoon. Seven News cameras have captured the moment a car rammed into seven parked cars in Perth. Yeah, just like a, a rocket ride. <laughs> it's understood the driver's accelerator jammed. No one was injured. The Northern Territory will soon launch NASA rockets with the space agency providing funds for the site's construction. The Arnhem Land base will be the first non-government facility in the world to launch NASA rockets. An initial $1 million has been provided with plans for the launches to commence next year. St Kilda are set to appeal Ben Long's one-game ban for a high hit on Bulldog Jack McRae after it was upheld by the AFL Tribunal. If unsuccessful, Long will miss Friday's semi-final against Richmond. Cat skipper Joel Selwood will test out his finger on Friday after surgery ahead of Saturday's semi against Collingwood. Both games are live and free on seven. 
Novak Djokovic has hit another line judge with a ball in his fourth round match against Karen Kachanov at the French Open. It's almost a month to the day since he was infamously disqualified from the US Open for a similar incident. It didn't phase the world number one who went on to win in straight sets. Kaylin Ponga could be the latest Queensland star to be ruled out of origin. The Knights star needs to make a call on whether to have shoulder surgery ahead of next month's series. The operation would likely keep him out of action for up to five months. Ponga could decide to play on through the injury but risks making it worse. The Maroons are already missing a host of stars like David Fafita through injury and Valentine Holmes for game one due to suspension. Queensland will make their first squad announcement today. Our women's one-day team are a win away from the record of 21 consecutive victories set by Ricky Ponting's Aussies in 2003. New Zealand made nine for 252 in Game 2 of the series in Brisbane. Meg Lanning anchored the side's biggest ever chase with an unbeaten century, bringing up her ton and retaining the Rose Bowl with a boundary. History beckons in Game 3 tomorrow. To be honest, we haven't spoken much about that record at all. It's, it's a bit in the media, but um, no, look, we're aware of it. Marcus Stoinis was lucky to avoid serious injury after a brutal beaner as he led Delhi to victory over Bangalore in the IPL. But nothing beats this this morning. Italian Luca Corbury crashed out of the Karting World Championship, so he ripped off his bumper bar and waited trackside to take his revenge. What is Luca Corbury playing at? Oh, Luca Corbury, what on earth is he doing? Corberry walked back to the pits, waited, then ambushed rival Paolo Ippolito and a wild brawl erupted. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a slow-moving trough is generating warm winds to the north and east, as well as rain and storms nearby, mainly in the Northern Territory and in Northern South, South Australia. Moist easterly winds in eastern Queensland are causing a few showers. Brisk southerly winds in Victoria, Tasmania, South Australia and Southern WA are also bringing a few showers. Around the capitals today, a mostly sunny day for Brisbane, heading for a top of 27 degrees. Sydney heading for 22, cloudy. Canberra 19 and showers. Melbourne late showers, a top of 14 degrees. Hobart mostly sunny and 16 today. Adelaide cloud increasing, heading for 18 degrees. Perth mostly sunny, 23 the top. And a possible thunderstorm for Darwin with a top of 33 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 6th of October 2020.